Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Nice cock! Nice cock! I seen your picture for uh on that Yeah, movie. you 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 saw it um on a Grady Judd like pedophile's thing cuz that's oh. what I look like. Well, maybe projecting a little tuttle? No, not <clears throat> <clears throat> Yeah, my clear voice, throat on No, it. no, my voice is fucking shot today. You know, what's funny? Duty. No, you you know what's funny? What's that? And I don't want to go into details, but we we talked before this. But I I Did I we? talked to it. I I mean, yeah, I mean, we've talked on several because no, they don't. Stuff, that. Yeah, I know, but some big stuff has happened today. But uh, yeah. I, and when he he's not being fucking facetious here, people. There there's some huge things in the works for him. He's actually downplaying it a little bit, which he should, because don't get your hopes up. Because let's see where everything lies. He's holding let the cards. Let me ask right. you though, Blaine. Let, let me let, seriously. Let me ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm not gonna go into details, but I told you of uh, some really fucked up shit that happened to me as a kid. Um, yeah, I know. And it, Thanks it, a lot, people. I've I get I get to hear these stories. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> man. Go ahead, go ahead. No, we're friends, dude. God you damn it! It makes me now. It makes me feel like I'm treating you like a therapist. Sometimes you do. I don't mind doing Tuttle Talks. I, yeah, I lay down on the couch. Understand. I'm white trash. I have no health insurance. They don't cover yeah. mental illness. So you got to find somebody that will listen to your fucking problem. Yeah, what am I, a, a fucking Arab farmer? Dude, I'm white trash as well. I'm living in fucking the sticks in Montana, except there's no trees around because it's a fucking prairie. It's but a is shit. there really white trash in Montana, though? I mean... Yes, yes. I've lived in South Florida. It's a different breed of white trash, but it's the same type of nature. It's the same behaviors. It's the same hate of certain genders and cultures. What part of South Florida were you in? I was down, I lived in Pompano. So I was down there right up. How far away from like West Palm is that? That's about an hour, 45. When you were down there, did you ever listen to the... That was the craziest thing. They had a real radio down in in West Palm at WZZR. Did you know oh. that? Yeah. No, I didn't. And they that had, was a repeater from what they were doing up there in Orlando? No, 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 no. See, Completely their own thing? Yeah, see, this is funny. But it was a clear channel property. That That's the crazy thing. They both 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 stations were were uh, clear channel property, but that's how the whole real radio network started. It really wasn't syndication. Like if you if you get on another radio station that's owned by the same company, that's not syndication. That's simulcast. I mean, when you say yes, I would I would agree. Um, uh, syndication would be the other markets are paying whether it be a company that you own or a company that you contract out to find you these subsidiary stations and what have you. So, yes, totally. Okay, so they had a real radio down in West Palm Beach. Now, the crazy thing is that they had two stations that they already simulcast on. They they were on in Melbourne, 
and they were also on in West Palm Beach. And they decided, hey, we want to take two shows off of your Orlando market. They ended up taking um they ended up taking the Monsters, which is the show that I was on, and then they took Drew Garabo at night. So they took the morning and the night show off. No, we were at, we we were on in May. Oh, in the afternoon. Oh, you were middays then. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah, it was the Monsters of the Midday at the time because we, we still did. had Howard here in the morning. Now, okay. think of it did till Howard left. Yeah. So so get this done. You you a lot of people don't think about this. Okay. Mm-hmm. The tricky thing about trying to syndicate when the station you're on has Howard Stern on in the morning, and a lot of people don't realize this, is that Howard never had a set time of when he went off the air. And a part of his contract is he can go as long as he wants to, and you're not allowed to cut him off. Yes, I've heard tale from people that were doing his show, Running Board in Connecticut, on some of the stations that he was on there. And they were like, I loved listening to it because the content was great, but running the board for it was god-awful because sometimes he would be... He would run long. Sometimes he would end the show early and then you'd have to fucking fill it back in. Not early, early, like three hours and whatever, but early compared to what he was normally doing. So, yeah, I I know all about that. So Melissa Fox was our board op for the Howard Stern show. But, you know, she came up with a brilliant idea because, you know, when we were working middays, I we had to get there at a certain time. But we could be sitting around for an hour waiting for Howard to get off before we would go on the air. Now mm-hmm. she she learned if you and if you go back and listen because the last thing they do is Robin's news when she gets to entertainment when she starts doing entertainment stories you pretty much got a time frame of about five to ten minutes before he's wrapping it up yeah I don't know if that makes sense but yeah. it just oh yes in the in the older format I don't know if he's still doing I don't think Robin's they're doing Robin's news anymore. In the, the, uh, the I haven't news. listened in a while, so. But the big twist was, so they syndicated, all right? So now, now this is affecting the, the station down in West Palm Beach. So their morning show guy had to go as long as Howard did. Yes. So I, that guy, I talked to him later down down the road and he was like god damn it i gotta fucking go just as long as howard does because i can't get off early because i gotta fill time until the monsters can go on the air mm-hmm. it messes everybody up opie and anthony um kind of had the same thing going when they were back on k-rock which was howard's station there is that uh, when, when they was- used to do the walkover yes they were also contracted to do that too but they would do uh the walkover was on uh xm though but yeah, they would they weren't on serious yet. They would stay longer on the um on the FM side and it would drive like Don and Mike fucking mad and uh who were the other who were the other fucking people that were there? Like J V and Elvis back in the day. God damn it, people just keep texting me. Yeah, I trust me, you know what I figured out? If as long as you're by Wi Fi, you just turn everything off except the Wi Fi and nobody can fucking bother you. I just leave my fucking phone and don't talk to people. <laughs> That's why sometimes it takes me a little bit longer but, to get, you know. But then we we ended up being on down there. Now, I don't think people realize this. I, people don't understand when I tell people this. 
uh, the audiences differ from market to market. The nastiest, most fucking like deranged people were down in West Palm Beach. I don't know what it was, but it just seemed like those listeners wanted the most perverted, sexual, fucking over the top, shocking things you could say down in West Palm Beach. And I don't know why. West Palm. It's a lot of freaks down in West Palm. That's I, that's. Oh, the, you want to know how much of a freak I fought a transvestite in West Palm Beach? Yes. Um. Now this is no hate, people. This person called me out, so I'm not fucking being a gay basher or transvestite like hate or anything. No. Okay. You preference that. Let's put it in some context. Are you on the street? Is this a radio type gimmick? No, it is. All right. I match at a strip club. It's at a strip club, but. They didn't okay. have enough room to set up the fucking ring, so we had to fight on the stage where the strippers were fighting. So there was a stripper pole in the middle. Oh, so it was a, a radio type thing. Yes, you just promotion. Yes. So yeah. Okay. Good. That's the best way to preference that. So then you're just people aren't like, what the fuck? Are it you wasn't just like I picked a random transvestite off the street and bought. He did. It's not American History X, people. He was just. It was. He was literally. You got, what, a couple dollars to fight this uh, person of uh, selective persuasion? Yes. And then that was also the first time that I saw a woman have a giant champagne glass filled with champagne. And she would suck the, she basically drank the champagne with her private parts and then continued like it was a Shamu uh, SeaWorld show and sprayed the audience. Whoa, she was like gulping it down and then shooting it into the crowd. That's some yes. fucking a ping pong type gimmick, but with the liquid. Yeah, dude, she Did was she spraying everybody. That? It was like it was like a Gallagher fucking comedy show. How the fuck do you discover that? Like, not a normal anybody could probably have that, but how many people are dumping liquids into their you know fucking areas and then trying to shoot it across the room? I know we talk a lot about comedians. What is, what is your thought on Gallagher? Because we, he did a live appearance on Bubba's show. Gallagher. It was, one of, it was one of the oddest interviews that I had ever been a part of. Yeah, wasn't 25 still there? And he smashed the stuff in the uh, in the shower, right? No, no. It, or was this yeah, when he yeah, did... No, but B-Fud was there with him. B-Fud was his assistant. Yes, yes. And, and do you know who was responsible for cleaning that shit up? Me. Of course you were. Me. I'm total. Yeah. I'm, I'm low man on totem pole. But to have Gallagher and then a, and I hate using the word retard, but I mean, a retarded guy with an IQ of 62. Like, I'd never seen b more happier of him smashing watermelon. Oh, God, it makes me happy. And I'm I'm a normally challenged person. But, like, why does Gallagher get so much hate? You want me to? Now, what's the story behind the Gallagher 2, though? Was that his brother that was, like, ripping him off? Like, did he franchise the gimmick? Yeah, his brother went out and was doing the same thing, which, I mean, if you look like the same guy. Listen, if I had a fucking twin brother that looked similar to me, I don't know if they were twins. I don't know the fucking full story behind it, so don't quote me. But if you had somebody else touring that looked resembling you, who's a family member... It would be like and the you could double dip. You could double dip on the deal. Oh, God, I would be like, let's do this one. We'll do Gallagher one. 
we won't tell them about the B team. I'm sending you out to fucking Cleveland and shit. They're like, how the fuck is Gallagher appearing in fucking Cleveland tonight, fucking L.A. tomorrow? Like, because at the same time, you know what I mean? Simultaneous Gallagher's, then you could blow people's mind and it'd be a bigger Tony Clifton thing than whatever. But instead, people are petty, want to sue over the tiniest of dollars because really nobody wants to work. They just want everything for free. I know this is going to depress me, but I don't have access to do it. Do you have a way to look up what his net worth right now? Because I, but I know I it's worth a good amount of money because he did a few specials. And even if he's he, at least a millionaire, right? I mean, if you were guessing, Gallagher is definitely a millionaire. I would say, yeah. I mean, he was big. He's at yeah. least got six big. People like to shit on him, but he was fucking big. He still sells out. I mean, I think he toured somewhere around here not too long ago with some, you know, whatever local fucking hack he can dust the fleas off of and not really pay him. Even uh, now, Gallagher was touring not too far away from where we're at. And it's like, yeah, he's using some open mic job or whatever. But think about this. He was he's he was still relevant enough that Chappelle made a fucking sketch about him with Black Gallagher. I mean, oh. While Think we're on, what it, is what is what is Chappelle's greatest skit that you ever saw? Um, greatest it, it just by choice. Like, if, what was your honestly, personal favorite? If if I can looking back at his everything at a whole, if you watch the bonus things where they just had Charlie Murphy sitting there talking into a camera, talking about uh being a bodyguard for his brother. It, I know it's not a bit because they use some of that, like the fucking uh, Rick James stuff and, you know, shit like that. I don't just, like the pop, the popular one. So I, I like, I like the, him sitting there. This is the one it's on the bonus things. You can look it up on YouTube. It's the one where he's telling the Daryl Stingley story and he was in the fucking thing and his brother came in there. They cleaned out the club and everybody's hanging out. Daryl Stingley's over there, the football player that had uh, got uh, paralyzed on the field. And so yeah. he's like, just the head's moving. And he's like, fuck Charlie Murphy. Fuck this motherfucker. And, or fuck, uh, Eddie Murphy. Fuck these motherfuckers. Like, I don't got fucking cash. You're just fucking Reagan on him. And Charlie Murphy goes over there to him and he's just like, listen, motherfucker. Do I need to fucking flip this chair and stomp your motherfucking mouth? Cause it's the only thing on your fucking body that's working right now. I'm trying to have a good fucking time over here and you're over here fucking talking shit. I don't think people realize, like, when you meet Charlie Murphy in person, he's kind of a scary motherfucker. Though. He's dead now. You know he's I dead. I know that. I know that. But I know he's dead. But, like, what I'm saying is I met him in person because he performed at the Improv. And, yeah. and being a comedian, you know, he's people an, don't realize, he's, like, he was the muscle for his brother for a while. He's an intimidating motherfucker. This motherfucker went to prison. Like, he, he wasn't fucking around. He was in the Navy. He didn't fuck around, man. Like, he was... Yeah, he looked like Eddie Murphy, but this dude wasn't taking any shit. <laughs> Can I tell you? I know I don't understand why people give this gives this guy so much respect, but he was by far the worst fucking interview, comedian wise, that we've ever had. Paul Mooney. Yeah, you know he takes Paul himself Mo- way too fucking serious, man. <laughs> Paul Mooney's a different cat, man. I appreciate um, his humor. I appreciate the stuff that he wrote for Pryor. He was a bad interview, man. He's just he's just a different cat, man. I could totally see him being a bad interview because you just he's one of those people that you it doesn't matter what 
question you're going to talk about comedy, if he's got something on his mind that day, that's the only thing he's going to want to talk about. Yeah, but listen, I understand. Listen, I know it's got to be hard to be a comedian because everybody wants you to come in and tell jokes or be funny. But if we're just being honest, we don't need your fucking political statements on on shit. We're trying to make people laugh. We don't need your political statements on shit. Save that for your material. I don't know. And and maybe and listen, I respect I know he wrote a lot of jokes for people, but he wasn't the guy out front. You know, he was the one that was writing stuff for people behind the scenes. And and he just took himself way too serious, in my opinion. Maybe, you know, who knows what it's like to be in his shoes? Maybe it eats at him. You don't know. You know, when you see all these people that you work with have success and then you end up having fallen outs for whatever reasons. I've seen the documentaries and and stuff like that. Neither one of them were a saint at the fucking time. You know, people fall out and things happen. Look at Opie and Anthony. I mean, they managed to put a show together for a while. And but I think when, they hated each other for a very long time. Yeah, you can go back and listen to it. You know, the exact fucking time that it started happening was when when do you think it was? It was um, they got a, they started to hate each other during the Danny W days because that's when Ant was going through his own thing and Opie had his chick that he was seeing at the time and there was a conflict because as soon as the fucking ladies start going up start hanging and gal palling around it's like the George thing George in Seinfeld never wanted Susan to start hanging out with Elaine Jerry and them because then they become friends with it then there's a whole different weird attachment. So then when you break up, then they got to choose the fucking friends and then you're splitting your fucking people. And there's a whole different fucking thing. So basically that started happening. They got it together after they got fired because they're like, fuck, Sirius is the one or XM's the one that's going to fucking hire us. Let's put a fucking show together. And they did for the first few years of Sirius. They were fucking great. And then I don't know what happened down the line, man. You know, who knows when you're working that long, things, things start to happen. But I can tell you this. From when I became a fan of them, like being homeless in my car, listening to them in fucking Alaska in 2000 fucking 11, they changed just that fucking three or four year span between that and when they fucking ended the show. All right. I know you don't have a lot of time, but you know where I lost a lot of respect for Opie and Anthony that they they thought that. They were the cre- creators of every original bit. And if somebody ever people. did anything similar to the, to one of their mm-hmm. ideas, they would fucking, they would sick. And I fucking think they had the worst listeners. They do. Why do you think both of them are receiving all this vile hate? Because do you know what you, it's, you can go back and listen to it. Even Opie, Anthony, both are on record saying Jim Norton, when, when this eventually ends, they're going to turn on everybody. And that's what yeah. happened. Look at Anthony subreddit and all these other little fucking Jim, communities. Where did, you ever hear Jim, did you ever hear Jim Phillips on Real Radio? The Phillips Files? Yeah, the Phillips Files. The very same? Yes, I've listened to. I've actually gone back and listened to some of the Phillips okay. Files. So, so Jim, just random, you know, he was making the comments about, you know, how he found it funny when people would mess with. TV news reporters when during their yeah, live shops assault, and stuff. Okay. Yeah, the assault on media. Well, Jim, let's be honest. Jim's not the type of guy that would ever fucking listen to a second of the Opie and Anthony. 
Mexico, okay? So it's not like he fucking ripped this bit off, okay? Jim just made the comment about how cool it would be to have people hold up real radio signs behind him. You would think that fucking Jim Phillips raped OPR Anthony's mother because yep. our phone lines at Real Radio, when I'm not exaggerating, were locked the fuck down. We couldn't take calls for like a week, almost two weeks. Do people realize, like, I, I don't know if they know, because I would say there was a period of time there from, I would say from 2011, from when I started listening to him to about 2013, when I would say that I was, would be one of those people that would be considered a pest, because I had the but fake face. You know Jim is not, like. No, no, I'm not even talking about Jim. I'm just talking, I'm trying to, I'm trying okay, to. Okay, I'm uh, sorry. The viciousness of these fucking people. Because they used to do the bit Jocktober where they would find these hacky morning shows. And of course, you know, knowing what I know now about radio, I don't find it nearly as funny. I kind of fucking feel sad because, yeah, they're saying some things. Because you're fucking. But a lot of these people. Somebody's livelihood. A lot of people don't realize you're not given a lot of time on these fucking stations. They're not given the Opie and Anthony fucking hour where they can just pontificate and then call for breaks whenever they need to. Because basically they could run as long as they wanted to. Same thing with Howard. You could fucking back in the breaks if you wanted to and just fucking talk for fucking two hours and play fucking an hour and a half of fucking breaks if you wanted to. Because it's all, it doesn't matter at that point. But that's the viciousness of these fans were relentless. They would constantly hammer fucking people. So I don't, there's not a doubt in my mind that they were fucking vicious to a point that's unnecessary. To you know, somebody who just who just suggested something like this and never even implemented it. You know what I mean? But, so I could totally do that. But the thing is, is like they thought that Jim needed his phone lines. Like you've listened to the Phillips file. Jim can sit there. He needs nobody. Like he could have fucking done four hours of himself sure. just sitting there talking. He doesn't Absolutely. need the fucking phone. Mm hmm. And Jim was just basically That's, like, okay, if you guys want to tie up my phone lines, I'm just going to do my show. And, and if anybody, you guys are just wasting your time. And if anybody's really intrigued about this and they actually want to dive deep into it, Opie and Anthony used to be good friends with Scotty Farrell, and then he switched and went to Howard and stuff after he got fired. Because they used because to... He, Farrell was they on WNEW, right? Yes. Sports Junkies were the opening show, so he was leaning towards them. But when Farrell got canned, because... I love Scotty Farrell, and he'll he'll even admit it. This is why he's the best. He's a fucking rebel, dude. He'll he back in the day he was getting canned from places. He was running fast and loose to a degree that none of us can even fucking comprehend. That's dude, why he's the fucking the fucking man. I love Scotty I've Farrell. I've never understood it, and I'm not saying them, but I swear to God, he short spaces the whole show. Like it's like he almost never takes a breath. Like I don't understand yeah. how he fucking does it. And I'm like, this guy is doing like a fucking Scarface mound of cocaine before he goes on the air or something. Some of the best stuff that he did is the Neil Rogers crossover. You can find it the uh, the hour only that they did on uh, online. So they're cursing and Are stuff you like that. Are fucking kidding me? Oh, wait, no. Cause... Rogers. It's on the Neil Rogers uh, YouTube page. I love the uh, shout out to the people at Neil, the whoever's running the Neil Rogers oh, thing. The, I know the Twitter account. They we follow each other. Yeah, I do too. Oh, because I send him stuff all the time. I found my Miami Dolphins thing and it was signed by Kim Bocamper and uh, Jimmy Cephalo and stuff. I was like, look, I found my autographed Jimmy Cephalus thing because that's what uh, Neil used to call him. 
I think I brought this up to you before, but I've never been able to find the real story. Didn't Brian Cox, the middle linebacker for the Dolphins, have it out? Didn't he, like, sue that radio station that Bill Hendry and them were on? Yes. There was a whole fucking lawsuit uh, surrounding the Brian Cox incident. I believe you can find it on YouTube, just the Brian Cox incident. So you're saying Scotty Farrell and Neil Rogers did something? Because as soon as I get off the phone with you, I'm fucking listening to it. Yeah, just... It's on the, yeah, it's on the Neil Rogers uh, Facebook, or on the Neil Rogers YouTube page, which, uh, follow, give them a fucking follow there, too. That guy who's keeping his archives intact, God bless him, he's a fucking saint, because it may be, if you're from South Florida, you're really gonna appreciate him. It's, I can't show him to all my fucking friends. Some of the bits and stuff he did, or some of the commentaries I can, but they're never gonna appreciate it as much as when I was living down there and going mean? through it, listening to the show. It was, he was the most regional person that I ever heard, but he had the most intriguing show that should have been national because he could have. Could he? It. That's what I was about to say. Yes. Could he have been Absolutely. the most underappreciated radio yes. guy? Ab- like, imagine all the hate that he had towards old people, but then he could have it on a national level. But think about this though. Like, would it have been as great got the community the or the that he did? No, I'm glad he did. He was, I talked to my dad about this all the time, because but one time I was coming talking, out I, gay, though, at that time. No, and, and the way that he just uh, addressed it and then just moved it along. Yeah, I'm an old queen, and he would even make jokes about it and all the, all the other stuff. The, the man got the fucking Beasleys to make him three studios, one in fucking Toronto, one in fucking, um, one in fucking uh, Amsterdam, and then the other fucking, uh, you know, the little studio that the that hey. they had him build at his fucking house in Florida that when he didn't want to go to this, the so, station. So Neil was an older guy, but I think I remember yeah. seeing an interview where they were interviewing him, and and his like guy, I guess, was like some younger dude, like like Neil was like pulling some hot cop back then. Was. And you know what? The sad thing is, if you ever look into the Neil stuff, he died owing a lot of money. He was living a fast Neil lifestyle. Did. Yeah, he was living a fast lifestyle at the end of the fucking thing Trying because he had the younger, with the younger, the younger gay guy. That yeah. Was shit. yeah. And if you listen to any of his shows, he loved to go and play those machines, man, and go and fucking gamble. And that shit, you know, it's not free. You're not hitting all the time either. Yeah. So. All right, Charlie. Well, I really appreciate it, man. We need yeah. to talk. But- um, do. Plug the but you think I got some good things going, right? Like for real, dude. I think you have all the cards right now. From the things that Tuttle is uh, Tuttle, you has been telling me, man. It's a lot of good opportunities. You, it's it's some it's some things that people are gonna be like, oh, are you just retrying the same You're different different just going back and listening to some of the old stuff to now, you're so much more focused and I'm glad that you're off the fucking booze for sure because it's it I, I don't do a show with both both of us all liquored up all the time one person fucked up in this in this uh podcast relationship and that should probably be me. But yeah. you definitely hold all the cards and you got a lot of good going for you, man. Alright man, tell people how they can find you. Tell them about your uh new uh Patreon page. My, yes, my new venture, patreon.com slash Charlie Alamo. It's C H A R L I E A L A I M O. 
Um, it's all linked on my Twitter at CCA Production. And then, of course, on TikTok at CCA Productions. And Facebook page as well, CCA Productions Presents. i got a lot of great content that I'm doing, some exclusive stuff. We're going to have a Tuttle tell-all on one of the episodes, and he's going to come on and dish dirt about everybody. And uh, if I can, if I got a few minutes to Tuttle, I want to... One of the stories that Tuttle is going to say is, I, I believe the statute of limitations is up on this one, so we can get away with it. Back working days, uh, he told me that he was driving all over the road one night, like Ben Gazzara in Roadhouse, just weaving <laughs> in and out of. Remember when Ben Gazzara ran Patrick Swayze off the road in Roadhouse? Tuttle oh, yeah. was driving like that, and he clipped an old woman who was changing a tire on the side of the road. <laughs> and he said, I don't know if I her, but I know that sparks flew when I creamed the side of her car and just kept going. So stuff like dude, that. That's what we're gonna get about exclusive content. Dude, have you ever been to Tampa before? Yes. Okay, that Howard Franklin Bridge that goes across there. Um, yes. When they when they yeah, built that, <laughs> when they built that, they did not. They didn't give a fuck about anybody getting a flat tire on that bridge. Oh, they they give you no room shoulder. to work with. No. They cheap and, out when it comes to the size of it. Oh, and the worst thing, the flat tire I got was on the driver's side. So it's not like, so it took me like 40 minutes to change this goddamn tire because people in Florida, they text and drive all the time. So, and nobody gets over anymore. So you're barely off the shoulder. You're trying to jack up a car. And every time a car comes by, you got to fucking stop what you're doing. Yeah. And then duck behind your shit. What time of day is this? Oh, it was, it was, well, see, that's a great thing. I've always worked morning radio for the most part. And yeah, yeah I or didn't the- lose, not a lot of traffic, but that's the bad thing about it. I would feel no, more comfortable if there was it. a lot of traffic because they would be driving slow. Yeah, you don't really have to worry about that. Yes, that is a great point, actually, because. Bumper to bumper, especially around there, which is going to happen anyway. You don't have people doing 95 and then somebody doing fucking 35. Yeah, man. I don't think people realize that Tampa is set up very poorly because... A lot of of South Florida areas are set up very poorly. Yeah, but there's so so much water in Tampa. Like, you only have, like, three ways to get into fucking St. Pete Clearwater. And if one of those goes down, it fucking backs up all the other ones. Um, it, it's just, it, it's a clusterfuck. Whoever designed the roadways in Tampa needs to be fucking, needs a bullet right in the back of the head. Yeah, same thing with whoever came up with the Tamiami Trail. Get the fuck out of here. All right, Charlie, man, I appreciate it, buddy, and we'll talk, okay? All right, I'll talk to you later. That's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by Total Wireless of Palm Bay, StitchYouUp.com, PocketBearClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents show voiceover services brought to you by JC services.com. That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice. You should hire him. If you want to help support the show, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. 
comments, concerns? You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick? Go to Tuttle at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, dot net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on?